Welcome to episode 25 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, tune in. And guess what, family? We are now on Spotify. I'm Sean. I'm Nah. What up, y'all? All right, now, so we do this every time. What do we call this episode? And every time we're like, I don't fucking know what we're calling this thing. We're we, we going to get it together. We gonna, yeah, we're going to get it together. But anyway, we got a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, okay yes. yes. And it's, it's kind of taking a political kind of stance. What do you think? But um, sort of first off, I wanted to talk about, and this is kind of, it's kind of ratchet, but it's also kind of sad. So Taylor Gourmet Hoagie Sandwich, which was a, a chain, um, sandwich shop they had some spots in dc i actually know one of the locations because it was the one that um obama went to back some years ago i think it was in chinatown and they had some um locations in chicago well they are closing all 19 of their stores after the co-founder attended an event last year which was led by president donald trump so what they've cited is they've had sales drop after um, Casey Patton was, was the owner was photographed with Trump. Um, and they said that sales plummeted like by 40% the following day and they just wow. never recovered. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So what the sad thing is, is that, you know, there was a local newspaper, I think it was called Popville. They posted a picture of the owner Patton and and showing his attendance at this it was a small business meeting and it just you know social media just took off didn't even understand the background to the picture because what he said is that you know he's quote unquote apolitical he had used the opportunity to meet the president to push small business issues um he said that you know he has a lot of immigrants that work for him he's had over 300 employees so he was really trying to push small businesses um and the immigration issue issue unfortunately people just took off with that picture saw him shaking hands with the president and was like you know what not today and shut his shit down so um he also said that you know when he had bought the platform up about immigration and about small businesses he said that quote unquote um the president just moved on to the next person without even comp um commenting so man can you meanwhile this fool talking about how nike's not making it and he's shutting shit down and this man this small business went out of business that's terrible um, pretty that, quickly i think that just I guess I don't know. Maybe I, I want to say this is this is chess, not checkers. So he 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 did a checkers move when this is really chess. So, mm, um, the truth. People are, are taking this thing seriously, and you know it's taking a lot longer to get this man out of office. But you really have to be careful about who you who it appears that you're aligning yourself with because it's a, it's ca- almost kind of the same thing with Steve Harvey. You know, he mm-hmm. went to um to visit with Trump supposedly to to push some initiatives, but from ha- from his fan base point of view, it's like you're siding with this man that we don't like who's completely against what we stand for. And now Steve Harvey has lost his talk show and he I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, he did. He lost his talk show. I think Kelly Clarkson now is replacing his time slot. And then also he's lost some syndication. I don't know if it's his if it's his whole show or just in certain markets, but I know in Texas, I believe it's Texas, um, somewhere down south, um, Claudia Jordan, 
Mm-hmm. She's taking over that time slot in some of the radio um, markets. Damn, so, homie. I don't know if it's a result of, you know, because after he met with, with Trump, he kind of went on this thing where, you know, I'm not supporting Trump. I just kind of went there to, he kind of backtracked on. on oh, right, what right. I do remember that backpedaling like yeah he was backpedaling so i don't know if that's that's a result of him meeting with trump and then denouncing trump you know and then trump flexing his muscle because um trump has been known to flex his muscle and ruin people's career um i watched this interview with kathy griffin griffin on the breakfast club and she did i guess it's like a year year i love her yeah she did like a, a photo shoot where it was a decapitated head she was holding a decapitated head of i trump. remember that it mm -hmm. was blood dripping down and she said from she was blackballed yep all the way around yep, yep absolutely i just just you know i think what it speaks to is that trump is he's really moved by celebrities because this owner of this hoagie shop said you know when he tried to present this platform you know he didn't even get a look now on the same token we got kim kardashian going to the white house and actually you know making some real changes but mm -hmm. I, I think it just speaks to you know who do, who is number 45 i mean he's a he's a reality tv star so and he who just you know how the hell he now occupies the most powerful position in the western world but um you know he's he's moved by celebrities so mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that this man lost his whole livelihood his whole business and you have all of the he said he had over 300 um, employees that are now without a job because of a photo op that he took with number 45. This, this is interesting though, because I, I don't, I don't understand how it could have affected his business that fast. Well, think about it. It's in DC. So the majority, and this, this, you know, this, you know, you know, DC, how, how politically charged it is. And I, I always had the, I always felt that as much as the Republicans had taken over, like I really didn't feel like DC was like, was like a true Republican city mm -hmm. in my opinion. So I, I always felt like the people, the, the, the people that made up DC were more in line with um, democratic and independent um, views than they were with Republicans. So I think it just speaks to like, look, you right there, it's a block away from this, this number 45's office and you over here hobnobbing with him. And, and just years before he had sat down, talked the same platforms with, um, with Obama. The only difference was he didn't go to the white house to meet with Obama. Obama actually came into the establishment, the one that was in Chinatown and sat down with him and, you know, at a round table. So I, I don't know if that made the difference, but you know, people, People are people are not middle ground when it comes to number 45. And I think that just showed it like how easy it is to go and not buy them. They was kind of high price to them, high price hoagies and just walk by to the next restaurant and mm -hmm. say, look, I'm not supporting, you know, I'm not supporting this man. It's unfortunate, though, because it's all based off of a picture because that people had known his platform. Maybe things would have been a little bit different. Maybe yeah. Not. So. Possibly. And so most of his locations were in D.C. I'm seeing that you have 17 locations. They're, they were mostly in D.C. Yeah, because he had like man, and they was popping up all over. Now, I, I remember the one in Chinatown or near Chinatown. I don't but he had a whole bunch of them. And then he opened up two in Chicago. So the bulk of them, yeah, was all in and around Chocolate City. Damn, DC ain't even that big to have 17 stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it was a no, 
yeah. And then, you know, first they said, well, you know, he expanded too fast. But no, I mean, they've they've acknowledged that what contributed to it was that meeting with number 45. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, Moving on. Who we got? Moving on. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already laughing. So, did you, um, did you listen to that interview Cat Williams did with uh, Frankie and Wanda? So I heard, I heard a piece of, of it. it. Yeah, he ripped into Wanda, and it's it's you know I'm I'm a jokes. So I make little corny jokes, but you know Cat Williams is like a professional comedian. He's like a, a professional Dirty Dozens player. You don't go up against a professional <laughs> Dirty Dozens player. Girl, he ripped her to shreds. He ripped her to. Sh- I felt bad for her. So what was what that? Because I didn't see the show. I don't know. Like what 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 was it? So like he, a, the, he, he went up there to, I guess, to kind of promote, um, you know, he, he was up for Emmy um, for this. In what? It's like so, he was, so he had, um, he had like a cameo in one of the episodes of Atlanta. Okay. All right. Which is, which is really interesting. I don't understand that, how you get, how they, how they categorize that. Like he, it was, a, it was, it was, a, uh, he was in one episode. And I don't know how you win a whole Grammy. I mean, Emmy for something. Oh, but anyway, anyway. So I guess he was promoting that. So they, they, he ripped into Wanda. Uh, that's another whole story. But what I want to talk about is he called out um, Tiffany Haddish. I heard that part. Yeah. So he talked about how she's not a real comedian. She doesn't write any jokes. Her jokes, she's never done stand up. She's not on the that road. So, so she's really not a comedian. You know what I'm saying? She's, She's not. And he feels as if there was there were other female comedians that have put in the work that deserve the shine that she's getting now. So he talked about that. And it was, um, you know, I kind of compared it to how in hip hop, it's always a thing of, do you have a ghost writer? Are you writing your own rhymes? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's kind of, and I kind of understand his point because he, I guess he comes from like the old school where comedians wrote that, well, not, not even all of them wrote their own jokes because- um, They all collaborated. They collaborate because um, Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney used to write for Richard Pryor. Right? Absolutely. Some of his jokes. So anyway, so he, you know, he just feels as if she's not an authentic comedian. She's not a real comedian. She doesn't deserve her platform. So I don't know. I just, I just kind of felt like, you know, yeah, he's like, cause not, not everyone's successful trajectory is going to be the same. How you become famous and successful in your, you, you got a lane and she got a lane and you got to ride that motherfucking lane until you can't ride it no more. And you know, he had his, he didn't have his facts straight because she did have an HBO or maybe Showtime special that I saw that I thought was extremely funny. I can't think of the name of it. She was on Def Comedy Jam like back in the day. I don't know if you remember. She was on Def Comedy Jam and she's been, I've, now that she's out and, and populate a lot of these different things that she was in like 15 years ago are now kind of popping up now. So she, yep. she was on, that's so Raven. Yeah, she's she was on like a um, was she on a pit my ride? <laughs> she was on pit my ride. <laughs> what was she doing? I think it was her her friend was getting her ride pimped, and she was just you know she was there, but um, she's been putting in her dues. You know, she slept in her car. you know she she put in her work and regardless of whether she writes her writes her own rhymes you know (laughs) (laughs) why does this that thing keep popping up and you know what it'd be in my head too i'll be hearing you like i write my own rhymes i write my own rhymes (laughs) so but you know 
she she has a certain brand of comedy that people like. And you know, let her let her do it. It's hard to be successful, you know. Yeah, he just sound like a hating old man. Like, come on, man, it's plenty for everybody. And you know, you should never bring another sister down because she's like you said, she didn't got in that motherfucking lane and took off. Mm-hmm. And then you want to hate, and your facts are not straight. She ain't never did a special. She ain't never write her jokes. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. And this is the same motherfucker that got beat up by a thirteen year old. Come on, cat. <laughs> I will never forget that video. That was Wait, that wasn't soldier. Boy. Wait, who was that that beat him up? It was a random kid off the school yeah. bus. That was funny kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even take you serious. I cannot take you serious. Yeah, but, and, and honestly, I mean, I guess a lot of people do like Cat Williams. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of his comedy. I actually um, like his stand-up mm-hmm. shows. I do like, I do like him. Cause I'm I'm more of a fan. Like I like a Cat Williams. I'm not so crazy about Kevin Hart. I Kevin Hart. I I wasn't a fan of Kevin Hart. So one day I was at my sister's house and we watched. This was like years ago. So it was uh, one of his not his fir- first stand, maybe his second stand up. Girl, uh-huh. I cried. I laughed the into. I completely cried. Like it was tears coming down my face. And we got tickets to see um, one of his shows a couple years ago. Hilarious. This is, I think it's funny. And I watched, um, my shit was on BET, House Husbands of Atlanta. Oh, the real house. The real house husbands of Hollywood. Girl, that show, you ever watched it? Yeah, I did. I Girl, did. It's the shit ever. It's hilarious. He's so tiny. He's so he is. Tiny. He's, He's probably like my height. Oh. Yeah, I'm a little shorter. I think I've, I've met him. I've seen him before, met him before. So mm-hmm. He's yeah. a little guy. But okay. But the, um, Kevin Hart and uh, and Tiffany Haddish, they came. They were on the Breakfast Club, and he kind of came to her defense. Um, you know, and he had a lot of good points. Like, you know, why are you knocking this sister? She's she's putting her dues, and you know, he had a chance. You know, Kevin Hart's slot of fame was really slotted for Cat Williams, but you Damn. know, he, he dropped the ball on it. You know, he dropped. He he was like probably back. You know, a few years ago. He was the most popular comedian out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. but he then you heard all these stories about um him you know being high and all these drugs and doing all this crazy shit. And I think he went to jail. Like he dropped the ball. Looking like a th- out here looking like a thundercat. Girl, he's I just I can't take a I can't take a man series that has a perm and a mustache. Like there's something about the combination. I just, I can't get with. It's just weird to me. It's very weird. It's, it's weird to look at. Like, who, who told you to do that? Hey, how you gonna have a perm but your beard is nappy? I just don't get that part. <laughs> <laughs> do they put perms on their beards? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. That's a good one. Yeah. I wonder. Man, do you do y'all put? Can you can you perm your beard? I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that there um there there was like this uh, this hot comb brush, <laughs> and, and men were using to like you know because now the whole thing is like these real big long thick beards. Yeah, and, you know, men like kind of kind of blow their beards out to kind of like make it. Make <laughs> <laughs> it no. Yeah. So, got hang time in your beard. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. All right. I'm being silly. 
All right, we got that now. Um, oh, Lord. Okay. So mm. a couple of days ago, Kanye got on Instagram and did a video. And it's so funny how he did this video. You know how old people take the phone? They got it all the way up to his face. He got this yeah. phone all the way up to his face. I thought he was riding a bicycle. Girl. <laughs> on a, on a, on a, uh, Nick Cannon and Drake. You know, talking about fucking his wife, Kim, and how they shouldn't do that. She's married now. This is his wife. They need to respect the union. Okay, you married a hoe. You married a Hollywood hoe. Ooh, I mean, everybody knows how she became famous. You know what I'm Definitely saying? Definitely don't watch her because she could, She has some singing skills. Like <laughs> She became famous for fucking somebody on camera. And she's known, she's known around Hollywood for sucking niggas' dicks and fucking them. Like that, she got passed around. She got passed around. And you can't get mad because dudes in your circle slept with her. And they talk about it. Just because she's married now does not mean the stories die. I I, I love Nick Cannon's response. Did you see it? Because he was like, and basically, ain't no grown man gonna tell me what I can and cannot talk about. Yeah. He said, I'm gonna be honest. And, you know, he had relations with her or whatever it is. He said, bro, you know, you too, you, you all in your feelings and you too sensitive. You should know it comes with the territory. You know, everybody know. Everybody knows. And I think it's just so interesting how he's caping for this white bitch. You know what I'm saying? All if, the way out, right? If it was if it was a black woman who whose body count was publicized like it is, there's no way she would get the and I got respect in quotation marks get the mm-hmm. respect from a, a man or a black man. Absolutely. You know, it's amazing but how. Can you think of one? I can't think of one. I can't I, think of a sister, no. a woman of color, nope, in that position. Nope. And all if you think about like um like back in the day, even women who were known to be like um video vixens, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they slept with these rappers or not, they just got the th- you know, they just got the um the reputation of sleeping with all these men and they like yeah. we don't fuck with them, we fuck them, but they not we're not bringing them home, they're not wifey material. Yeah. They all they like they all became like a superhead. Right. Exactly, exactly. Even though she did get married, but um, exactly, <laughs> it can happen for you too. She married um the guy from Family Matters, Eddie. I know the one. I, I don't know. I feel like he's is. Was he abusive? Or, or some, I heard something. Let me. I, if he was, I would not doubt it. I saw an interview with um he did on. Girl, I stay watching interviews. An interview he did on Breakfast Club. I love the Breakfast Club. Uh, the Breakfast Club. It was a, it was so weird because he, I'm, he came on talking like he was on stage doing a monologue for a play, like it was it was um a rehearsed. I'm a thespian and I talk this way all the time. It was weird. <laughs> it was it was very weird. Anyway, I'm like, you marry Superhead. Come on now. Things out here. Um, okay, so Kanye just—I I did see the video, like I said, and he looked like he was on a, a hoverboard or something, like out of breath, walking under the bridge in somewhere in Chicago. Your just, your wife's your wife's uh, history does not get erased because she got married. Sorry. Pretty much, you gotta deal with it, just like yeah. you know, don't deal with everything else. Okay. 
And I think this is kind of a publicity stunt. I heard he's coming out with some new material, so it's probably part of his little publicity stunt anyway. You know, I've since that whole debacle with him and his statements, I have not been interested in anything that he's done since then. You know, I, I was kind of, I kind of had a soft spot in his heart. I mean, in my heart for him, just because I just feel like a lot of stuff that he's doing is out of pain. And I think he has mental issues. I think he's in mourning, but him caping for, for uh, Kim just really just was like, I don't give a fuck about this nigga no more. Caping for this white bitch. <laughs> I just, I, I don't have it in my politicking hard for her. Yeah, I'm just, I don't have it. In, I don't have a soft spot anymore for you, Kanye. So, whatever. Yeah, it was, it was gone. It was a race for me when mm-hmm. that whole thing. Like, I don't care. I don't want. I don't really want to hear no new music. I don't really nothing. Yeah. So. All right, moving on. Are we? Have we come to the woke minute? Yep, we had the woke minute. Okay, so. This has been, I mean, this is all in the news, we we know. So um, we are in the process of, or supposed to be in the process of finding a new Supreme Court justice for the United States. So there is the nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, um, who a Christine Blasey Ford, she actually came forward and accused this nominee of sexually assaulting her at a party when they were in high school. So we're talking about Maryland, D.C. area back what 20 20 plus years ago mm-hmm. so i do want to point it so that you know of course there's been this huge uproar about this of course i want to point out that initially because you know the backlash to this woman miss forge actually dr ford has been i mean it has been ridiculous um but i think it's important to point out that she initially came forward anonymously and her name was actually leaked to the press mm. so you know uh, the the whole thing that you know they she's now had death threats against her um she's had the fbi at her home she's had to move from their home to ensure you know that they are all safe all because when it came time for you know when they do these nominations for this uh, position they ask people that know him you know can you is he of good character and, and, and integrity do are you re- uh, recommending him and she actually came forward in a in an anonymous letter and said that you know this is what happened to me back in a basement you know or or in a dormitory some years ago um so she's actually going to be testifying on Thursday and it's going to be a public hearing. Mm-hmm. And I just read that on Friday, they're looking to swear him in. So regardless of the outcome on Thursday, it looks like um, the Senate Judiciary Com- uh, Committee is looking to um, make him the new uh, Supreme Court justice. So this has just been, and actually a second woman came forward. She also accused him of sexual misconduct. Her name is Deborah Ramirez. She said she went to Yale with him back in the eighties and that he exposed himself, uh, put his penis in her face and all kind of stuff. So, um, what do you, what do you think about this? This is just, it's, this is so disgusting at the times that we're in right now. It's it's really disgusting. I don't honestly I don't know how long humans have been on this earth. Um could be thousands of years, could be hundreds of thousands thousands of years. But regardless of the time frame, I just don't believe I just can't believe we're we're still at a point where women are still getting violated and women don't have control over their bodies. Absolutely. I just so I just I, I, I just I just can't believe that we're still this we're still, we're still debating this because I mean the 
the backlash on on this and you know I'm, I'm on a little bit on social media and you could just see twitter i mean you have people that are on two sides of this coin so you know you have those that um you know of course he's denying everything you know number 45 mr grab his pussy you know grab a pussy himself of course is supporting him and supporting the nomination um and uh you know miss ford or dr ford is you know this is to me it's indicative of rape culture which we mm -hmm. still live in and um you know we proliferate it's 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 real um you know, I, I'm just the idea that, you know, because this is what number 45 was saying, like, basically, you know, why didn't she come forward with this information 30, you know, whatever years ago? Why is she doing it now? And, you know, this just only show, you know, this is what happens. Women don't come forward. You know, our society enables the abusers and then we further victimize the victims, you know, and this is again, this is white men. Who are, you know, like we've talked about this in a struggle for to maintain their power. Mm -hmm. This is how they enable and protect each other. You know, the only reason number 45 wants to, you know, push this guy into the Supreme Court is because he's the only uh, Supreme Court justice that believes that there should be no subpoena power against the president. In other words, a president, the president can never be called on to testify. So there's a reason behind. Um, why, you know, Trump and why the other supporters are, are looking to get this guy sworn in, even in light of allegations, whether they happened yesterday or 30 years ago. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it, it, it you know, the, the whole thing, like boys should be boys, like boys can be boys, I think is sickening. Um, but this is the attitude that we have. We live in a rape culture. This yeah. is this is what happens. And you know, I think the 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 most disgusting part of this is some of the women that I'm I'm reading about that are justifying saying, well, he didn't actually rape her, so she didn't get raped. You know, it didn't happen. You know, they're they're you know they're justifying his actions and and making light of it, regardless of whether she got penetrated or not. He attempted to rape her, exactly, and violate her. And, you know, then there's another spin to this is uh, supposedly a friend of his in college. I think his name is uh, last name is Judge. But what they're saying, Mark Judge, is what they're saying is that these two. So Brett Kavanaugh, are, are Kavanaugh and his friend targeted women with drugs and alcohol in order to, quote unquote, allow a train to be run on them oh, so that they can be gang raped by men. Um, disgusting. You know, you know, and you, you and I have gone to, we've gone to college and I, I remember there was, you know, I've gone to the black fraternity college parties, which, you know, they didn't even have frat houses, but I've also gone to the frat houses, you know, the, the college frat parties that were, you know, when they had a frat house, it was, you know, white boys and just the behavior was, I mean, you're you you're you're there and you're in the midst of it, but just the whole thing. I mean, the, with the drugs and the alcohol, with the alcohol, and you know, when they go upstairs, you you know, you you could see them. They go up, you know, mm -hmm. take the girl upstairs or whatever. It could be more than one guy. You know, I've seen that. I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but mm -hmm. this, I mean, this is this is the outcome. You know, did. Did the girl, did, did this woman, did she report it? Do, do they, do they always go and report? No, they don't, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and like I said, I think it's telling that this Dr. Ford initially can't, you know, she initially did this anonymously, you know, it wasn't to, 
you know, tarnish his reputation, but it was to tell the truth, which she's had this held this truth for this long, you know, for how for how long? Because you want to go on with your life. You don't want to think about that. Mm -hmm. And when you when you accuse someone of something like this, it's like that it sticks. That's the stigma of being a victim sticks with you. You know, it's either you look you're looked at as a victim or you looked at as a liar. Right. And either one of those are, are not easy um, identities to, to deal with. Absolutely. I, I, I see it. So I wanted to give some um, statistics here because I, I thought this was, you know, it's sad, but it's something that I think we, we uh, you understand. So according to the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network, um, RAIN, out of every 1,000 rapes, only 310 are reported to police. Of those 310 reported, only 57 result in an arrest. Only 11 of those 57 result in a criminal prosecution, and only seven of those 11 lead to a felony conviction. And even where there is a fel uh, where there is a conviction, only six perpetrators actually end up incarcerated. Hmm. So from the thousand rapes, we trickle down to about six where there's um, an actual, you know, consequence. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So um, look, Tuesday, which is today is National Voters Registration Day and November 6th, Tuesday, November 6th, you y'all, you have to leave your house. You got to get out and vote because mm -hmm. these are the things that are happening. Yep. Yep. We got to get these people out of here. You know, we took, you know, when we elected Obama into office, we took a lot of steps forward, but then we put this guy in office and we took so many steps back. Oh, it was a, it was a white man black backlash. Yeah. You know, they, they, uh-uh, they, that resurgence of the federalist white supremacist, you know, that whole thing, like they, they double down and that's what's going on right now. You know, they, they, they double down on everything. Mm -hmm. I I I I want to be around to really witness when white women will will really wake up and understand that white men don't care about you either. <laughs> Girl, that's a whole podcast. It is a whole yes. podcast, but it's it's you know a lot of these women you know fifty three percent voted for Trump, and he's the most sexist, disgusting man out there. We elected him and 53% of you white women did. And he don't give a shit about you. Mm -hmm. He does not give a shit about you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment when the light bulb like registers in their brain and they understand that, you know, you yeah. may on, on the, on the totem pole, you may be above us, but you still ain't that white man. And they're never going to let you be that white man. Yep. You know, chick. Okay. Girl. All right. And y'all had, and it's, it's hilarious, not hilarious, but it's just interesting that, you know, we, you would think a black man got elected before a white woman did. For real. How real is that? How real is that? A black man got elected before a white woman did. And they don't, you know, and they can't turn that on themselves and look at that like, do y'all see? How your man, how your man, how he, what he, what place you, you, uh, you're connected to in his mind. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right. Moving on. What we got? Yeah. So what are we talking about, Kavanaugh? So I guess we got to talk about this. Another piece of shit. Um, Bill Cosby. 
Um, he just today he got sentenced three to ten years for assault. Um, this happened today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was sentenced for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant in his home um 14 years ago. So this old man, he's 81 years old. He's honestly, I, I really think that he is going to kill himself. Mm. I hate to say that, but I, I, I don't, I just don't see him going to jail. I, I really feel like his, he's gonna off himself before he goes to jail. Um, I don't, I don't, don't want to. I don't. I just. I just don't see him going, living his. Going the distance. Yeah, I don't see him going the distance. These are literally his last years, regardless of whether he was going to jail or not. Like he's eighty-one years old. Um, you know, even if he lived another, he's fifteen years. Ten of those are going to be in jail, possibly. You know what I mean? So I just. Yeah. I just don't see that. I don't see this playing out. So not that I'm, I want him to kill himself because I, and I don't really care for him. But um, I just don't see him going to jail. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he should. Um, yeah, of course he should. Of course he should have been. This nigga should have been in jail a long time ago. And he should have gotten more, you know, if justice was was fair and, you know, our stories were taken seriously, he would have been in jail for decades for you know, this is yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is this is a hand slap. I don't know if it takes into consideration his age, um, but this is a hand slap. And you know, I just want to say because I think people, please understand, with Bill Cosby, had it not been for his own deposition in his own words, where he admitted that this would this this that this is what he did, which was drug women against their will and and rape them. He said it so. You know, I I think that whole movement of, you know, Bill Cosby's innocent and he, you know, he's getting this is what like the dude said it. He said, this is what I do. This is what I've done. Mm-hmm. He admitted it. So, oh, anyway. Yeah, he he needs to he needs he needs to go to jail. And it's girl, all these memes are, are popping up. And I and I understand the, the sentiment, you know, where he's getting convicted and going to jail. But uh, all these white men are not being convicted and going to jail who, you know, who who've um, committed these crimes and also admitted it themselves and they're not being persecuted or it's not happening as swiftly as it happened for Cosby. But this nigga still needs to go to jail. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Like, I, I'm. They this is not a skin too. color. Like, get him all. You know, they get need him to all. Go to jail too, like, but he needs to go. It's disgusting. It's 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 disgusting. So <sighs> anyway, I'm I'm just like we were talking about offline. I'm just really interested on his pathology. Like how, like his his mind thought what happened of why he did this because at the time where the majority of these ha- of this happened. You know, he was at the height of his game. He's rich. He's famous. He's on TV. He's relatively handsome. Well, he was pretty handsome, you know, in his younger years. Yeah. Um. You know, he's tall. He's dark. You know, he's he, he's a good looking man. And he has power. Like, you don't have to do this. But what's making you do this? But what something made him do yeah, that? What's making you do this? Because you don't have to do this. I'm, you have women at your disposal. You I told you that the nastiest thing for me is that he played at OBGYN on the Cosby how, show. How ironic is that? <laughs> how ironic is that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um so moving along. But he but um just really quickly. So 
Um, he's he was actually ordered to pay a fine of twenty five thousand dollars plus the cost of um, prosecution as part of his sentence. So he had to pay, you know, her lawyer fees. Um, I guess is is that what yeah, that it was like twenty five thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, the cost of prosecution, which I mean was yeah. kind of low if you ask me, but it is it is low. And he's been classified as a sexual violent predator, um, a determination that requires lifetime registration, lifetime <laughs> mandatory sex offender counseling with treatment provider and notification to the community that a sexual violent predator lives in the area. So I guess they're going to, they're going to notify all the prison inmates that um, a predator is among them, I guess, because this nigga's going to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Bye bye Bill. Yeah. Bye. Whatever. Okay. All right. Um, I think we are, I think we're at, we're at weekend D. We are, we are. <laughs> I need something. Give me something. <laughs> we can D that we want, not the ones that's forced upon us. Anyway. Anyway, okay. Let's like this move. Sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> what you did, though. I did. I did it. You know, whatever. So this is my weekend. This is my time to do weekend D report. And this is pretty interesting because I was watching something on TV um, over the weekend. Um, there's this this uh, TV network called Black and Sexy, and they have this um, this this series called uh, Stacy and Nolita. And so one of the scenarios kind of reminded me of a situation that one of my friends was in. Um, it's a little different. So, um, so the scenario of my friend is that she's recently divorced, paper signed, ex-husband moved out, he got his own place. Um, they're kind of living completely separate lives, just kind of you know, separating and, and doing her own things separately. Right. So, you know, they've been apart for a while. She started dating this guy at her job. Um, she's really attracted to him. Um, they're not exclusive, but they have been spending a lot of time with him and, and she really likes him. The relationship is a lot different from what she's experienced. It's more of a, like a cer- cerebral kind of thing. They, mm-hmm. they read books together, they go to lectures, they go to museums. So it's kind of like, you know, almost like a, a I don't know, a grown up. relationship i don't know what else to call it but Uh um, it's just different from the relationship she had with her husband the problem is they don't have sex well they have sex but it's not good sex and Mm. she's 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 giving him direction she's kind of told him what she likes but it's not getting any better so um fast forward to just a time her husband her ex-husband came by her house had to pick up some things and their sex has always been amazing and they did it and they keep doing it. And she's hey. like, she don't know what to do because she likes this guy. She's attracted to him, but the mm-hmm. sex isn't good. She's having sex with her husband. The sex is amazing, but ex-husband. her ex-husband, the sex is amazing, but she doesn't want to be with him. So she's kind of like stuck in the middle of what should she do? Mm-hmm. So, I, so let me give my, because the two things I think, one thing that you said was important that she is not exclusive with with the coworker or the the guy number one. Mm-hmm. So she's not exclusive. Um, so having sex with your ex, I mean, I never recommend it. But um, what's it gonna hurt? Because it's definitely not gonna hurt the relationship that she's not really in. They're not exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, you know, I, I those questions to me it's like you got to think of what you want like what's your what's your end game here if your end game is sound like she just you know got out of divorce i all you know one of my one of my close friends and i'll never forget this because this was 
some of the greatest advice I ever got was after you divorce, you have to get your whole down. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta get your whole in, you gotta get your whole down. Not saying that I, you know, I fully embraced that, but I understood it. Like your mind is is at a different place, you know, and you, you come out of this relationship, it is it's like a, it's like a death, except that, that body is still walking around. So there's a part of her that still, you know, is connected to him because they have sex, but she's, you know, she don't want the whole package. I get it. That to me means she just really wants to have a good time. Like she's exploring. She's, you know, she has this very, like you said, cerebral um, relationship with the number one guy. They could probably talk about books and all kind of stuff. And then she's got a very carnal relationship because that's what it is with her ex-husband is mm-hmm. it's just about sex so that's obviously what she wants if that's what she continues to want then keep doing it mm-hmm. if that's not what you want then you gotta then you gotta you know you gotta clean house if you know you want to be married again and you know do x y and z then that's probably not the route you're gonna go mm-hmm. <laughs> with those with those two trains but that i mean that's my opinion yeah i'm kind of i i agree my I'm thinking she should get rid of both of them, honestly. From and I can only speak from my from my um, experience, but you know from the beginning whether you know you want to have sex with somebody, and if it's good, you want to continue to have sex with somebody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh yeah. So it's like um, if, like you said, it, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for someone that you want to settle down with and kind of go to distance with, this guy, even though you have a cerebral relationship with him and you like the spending time with him and the things that you do ultimately you're not going to be satisfied and you're going to probably end up cheating if it's not even with your hu- your ex-husband it's going to be with somebody else you're going to cheat on him because oh, yeah. you're not satisfied and you know in that part of the relationship and if it's not getting better it won't get better mm-hmm. it just won't get better <laughs> um, <laughs> ain't no you sticking around for that that's what i'm saying it's girl life is too short for bad dick i'm just saying i totally agree what we need to start a book club (laughs) (laughs) life is too short for bad dick and then for the husband girl that shit it was in the past you can find another yeah i keep saying husband ex-husband that is in the past there's good dick out there you can get some good dick from somewhere else absolutely you know you left him for a reason you know you don't need any of those those ties um those strings still tied to him you need to cut them off let him go and and ruin somebody else's life or be a better man for somebody else you know it's it's gonna be one of the two he's gonna either ruin somebody else's life or he's gonna be a better man for somebody else but let him go and explore that and do that and you move on with your life but i say I say cut both of them off. You know what I mean? Because, um, and I, and I say cut them off because you've already had sex with this man and it's not, I'm pretty sure it's probably amazing for him. He's going to always want to have sex with you and you're not going to want to have sex with him. And it's, well, I'm speaking from my experience. It's going to annoy you and you're going to stop liking him because he's going to want to have sex. You don't, you're not going to want to, and it's going to be awkward. And you, mm-hmm. you're just gonna not like him anymore, right? Yeah. I said, I said like, get, get, get your fill, get, get your kidneys while the getting's good. Maybe okay. that only happens to me. That little one little small thing irritates me, and the whole shit is ruined. The whole shit is just done. <laughs> this is done for. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
sorry. <laughs> he called me when I told him not to call me. That shit is real because I told you don't call me. <laughs> and you're doing it anyway. You don't respect me. Bye, bitch. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. It's just, girl, certain things I have patience for and some I don't. And I got you. All right, moving on. So we are now at I reminisce, I reminisce. Ooh, so this week is my reminisce. It is M E T H O D man. M E T H O D man. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was the 1993 song mm-hmm. off of Etta the Wu Tang, the 36 Chambers, which was my shit. It's actually the B side to the single Protect Your Neck um, from that album that came out, girl. I'm gonna say it one more time 1993. And this man is still fine. This you know man is still fine as wine <laughs> just just got better so um look the refrain of the song m-e-t-h-o-d obviously draws remember that 1985 song hall and from that um and he said he also took the hook or half of it from michael jackson's remake of the beatles joint um uh i, I don't know what song was that but he said he 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 was inspired by Michael Jackson, the Beatles, Master Ace, and I think Bootsy Collins when he says, you know, hey, you get off my cloud. That was a Bootsy you Collins. Know Shout out. You, so, um, you know, Method Man talks about how high he was when he made this song. It was just <laughs> about having fun. Um, but it was it was the joint. I have a little story about Method Man. I remember I went to this party back in the day, mm-hmm. and I caught him having sex in the bathroom with this girl. Oh, really? Yes. And I just went in there and I had to like wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> How awkward! <laughs> yeah, he had her bent over the sink oh, and was goodness. pounding her in the and watching, looking at himself in the mirror. They weren't even in a stall. No, they weren't in a stall. Interesting. And you know, it, why? Because this, it was stalls, but there was no doors on the stalls. He probably so I was like, I'm not going to the, I'm not going to the bathroom. But I was in there so, it was so awkward. He did not give a fuck. I just remember that. Girl, he was probably so high. Very much so, because he was watching himself in the mirror while he was smoking and banging that out. Oh, oh yeah. So so yes, but M E T H O D Method Man. That was a joint. Here I am. Here I am. I've seen um Wu Tang so many times in, in concert. The last time I saw them was I don't know a few years ago when they used to have um what was the name? Of people on the stage. Girl, girl, just be niggas on stage, all packed bag ass jeans. You can't hear what nobody fucking saying. Everybody all in the mic. Only one people, only two people need a mic. Not all <laughs> y'all niggas. Right. They gave all y'all niggas a mic. Right. Oh, oh. Anyway. But yeah, I right. M-E-T-H-O-D man. Yeah, he he has really aged very well. Mm. Absolutely. God, Absolutely. He, and he's and he's tall too. Mm. You know, I like him tall. Jesus Christ. All right. Mwah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Where we at? All right, we had support black businesses. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, y'all. Yep, yep. So the highlight for this week is Camille Rose Naturals. It's a black-owned um, hair care line owned by Janelle Stevens. She's a founder and master mistress behind the life, the natural lifestyle brand. 
She is a mother of five and has a suite of hair products that include moisture-rich cleaners, conditioners, stylers, and balms favorited by beauty authorities and moms alike. Um, she's been in, in business for about five years and she has a huge presence on Instagram and all social media, but she's also in Target. She's in Walmart, Whole Foods, and Bed Bath & Beyond. So she's been around for a while. Um, I love the way her product smells. I use it from time to time. Um, but you know, this is our highlight for the, for the week. Um, her Instagram yeah. is Camille Rose Naturals and her, uh, website is www.camillerosenaturals.com. So check her out. Yep. yep. Camille Rose Naturals. Shout out. Yep. Woo -woo. We love y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've come to the end. Is this the end? Oh, so you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod. Tune in. And y'all, like I said, we are now on Spotify. Woo, woo. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit That's, that's What I'm Saying podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's What I'm Saying podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. And now who do we always shout out? We always, always, always shout out our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can check them out on Instagram, on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take, take care, y'all. Peace.